Welcome back to another edition of the Boulders Extra Podcast, uh, jconline.com through SoundCloud. Uh, Mike Carmen covers the Boilermakers uh, for the Lafayette Journal and Courier. It's Friday night after Purdue basketball beats Indiana State 92-67 at Mackey Arena. Uh, big run in the first half. Kind of put this game away, stretched the lead, and uh, Purdue never really looked back. They had some lulls in the second half, but um, they'll get that straightened out and cleaned up uh, at some point. It's only the second game. Uh, they'll have Wright State coming up on Tuesday uh, before they hit their uh, tournament stretch in uh, Connecticut. Uh, and that's Those are the two games we're, we're all kind of eager to see kind of where Purdue stands, stands at this point. But from Friday night, it was uh, the Jaden Ivey show and then the Zach Eady show and then the Zach Eady show followed by the Jaden Ivey show. Most of that was in the first half. Uh, those two really uh, took control of the game. Uh, Jaden Ivey was ultra-aggressive uh, going to the basket. Uh, right hand, left hand, both hands, didn't matter. Uh, Indiana State couldn't stop him. Uh, he was determined to get in the paint, in part because he didn't feel like he played well in the in the season opener against Bellarmine. You know, Zach Eady's just he's just too much to handle for a team like Indiana State. They just don't have any bigs. Uh, they play behind, and that's that's not gonna that's not gonna work against Eady. Um, you know, and they're not gonna change kind of what they do on the fly. Uh, they're not going to start doubling, although they did. They doubled Travion when he came into the game, and then they tried to double Zach um, in the second half. You know, they they caused a little bit of problems, but uh, in the first half, he just got too deep. Uh, they could not match up. They couldn't keep the ball out of the paint, and uh, Zach just had a field day down there, and that's that's going to happen a lot this year, especially, especially uh, against teams like Indiana State. Uh, that just doesn't have, they, they just don't have the, uh, the meat inside or the depth inside or really the perimeter pressure, uh, to keep the ball out of, out of the lane. And uh, you saw what happened tonight when, when, when Zach gets going inside and he, he got off to a better start, uh, in part because he was able to catch the ball a little bit more cleanly, uh, because they didn't double and they didn't, you know, force the ball out of his hands and, um, he, he, he played a little bit more, um, a little bit more composure uh, inside, uh, and was more, uh, oh, was, was just more decisive in his moves, in what he wanted to do, and you know Purdue kept looking for him and looking for him, and um, they, they just couldn't, they couldn't stop him, and then they couldn't stop Ivy either. I mean, he was when 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 Jaden Ivy's determined to get to the basket, he's going to get to the basket, he's going to get fouled, or he's going to score. Uh, it's just. That's that's who he is. That's who he's going to be. Um, now, as they play better teams, you know, when they play a North Carolina, when they play a Villanova or a Tennessee, when they play a Florida State, uh, they're going to have some guards that can that can slow him down a little bit. Have they're going to have some size? They're going to have some strength. So he's just not going to have his way right into the paint. But he's still good enough to get in there against those elite teams and and do some work. And, you know, if they're going to come double him or <laughs> try to get the ball out of, out of his hands in any kind of way, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of options on this Purdue team that, uh, can score, uh, that they're not afraid to score. And, you know, this is a team that has scored 90 points in its first two games. 
uh, you know, they're not, you know, I, I don't see them getting 90, like when they start playing the Big Ten season. Uh, but, you know, this is a team that I think is going to be hard to keep down uh, from an offensive standpoint, and that may be 75. Uh, I just think they have too many weapons. Uh, they have too many guys that you don't expect all 10 of them uh, to go cold on the, on, on, on the same night. Now, I guess it could happen. I'd be surprised if it happened. You know, a guy like Edie, just, he, he's not going to go cold because he's so close to the basket. But, you know, their, their three-point shooting was not as uh, numerous as it was the other night, in part because I think they were going inside. And this is a team that, that still needs to play inside out. And they need to, they need to play that way because that is, that, that's the most reliable way to score for this team right now because of the bigs that they have inside. Um, and they still need to play that way. And they're gonna, they're gonna try to start off playing every game that way. Um, but, you know, if teams are gonna, you know, sag in and take, take the inside away, then they, they've got other options. Um, and you don't get to 90 with just two guys, although, Ivy and Edie, I think, combined for 49 points tonight. So, <laughs> pretty close. You, you can get there, but... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but, you know, those two were fantastic uh, tonight. Uh, and, you know, they just... They, they kind of took over the game and ran with it and ran Indiana State out of town. Kayla first had a really good stat line. 12 points, 8 rebounds in 20, 22 minutes. Um, get used to seeing that because that's going to happen more frequently. And it's going to be a quiet 12. It's going to be a quiet 8. Um, you know, as you know, as, as most most of us have said or written, you know, he's going to have one-on-one opportunities uh, just because of the attention paid to other 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 players. Um, so. But he, he's, you know, that stat line for him, you know, is solid. And if he does that, Purdue's going to win a lot of games with 12 and 8 from, from Caleb first. Um, as I said, you know, the three ball didn't go down as much tonight as it did in the first game. Um, don't have the, the stats in front of me. Eight, I think Purdue <laughs> may have hit eight, eight, eight three pointers. Uh, but the 8 of 21, 8 of 23, something like that. You know, the other night they had 16, uh, which kind of got them off and, off and, off and running. Uh, so, but, you know, the three ball will come back. There'll be games that don't hit it at all. And, um, but they've got to find other ways, uh, uh, to win. Uh, you know, Travion Williams came off the bench again and was, was, was really good once again. Uh, 11 points, um, four block shots, uh, rebounded the ball well. I think he had eight. Uh, that's that's really good production. And when you combine him and and Edie and what you got out of the uh, the center position for 40 minutes, uh, I think you I think you'll take that because I think he got nearly 40 points and 20 rebounds out of the center position and eight blocks. Uh, that's uh, that stat line will win a lot of games from the from the post position. So Travion played well. Uh, you know, Travion, uh, I know there's a lot of questions whether, you know, why isn't he starting? He's a first team all American, all first team all Big Ten selection from a year ago. Um, 
uh, and actually he was asked that tonight in the in the press conference, and you know he just said it's about maturity, and you know I I, I think you, you you take him at his word that you know he really he really wants this team to win, and right now you know Zach is is giving giving uh, the team what what it needs at the start of games. And this this lineup can get flipped at any moment, and things can change from game to game. It just it just depends on matchups. You know, really, you start you start looking at the lineup and what's going on when they start playing North Carolina, when they start playing Villanova, or Tennessee, and Florida State, and Butler, uh, North Carolina State. Okay, it's not it's not as important who starts, but who finishes, or who's in there at the end of the first half, or who starts the second half. Those are the things to watch out for. And Trayvon Williams is going to get his minutes. He's going to get his minutes in some crunch time situations, and. Um, and the thing of it is, he's probably going to be a little bit fresher in those things. Everybody's going to be a little bit fresher because they are playing a lot of minutes. And you're going to get Mason Gillis back uh, here uh, the next uh, few games. He'll be out until the second game of the uh, Hall of Fame tip-off classic in Connecticut. So he won't play against North Carolina, but he'll be available to play uh, the next game against Villanova or, or Tennessee. And that just adds another piece to this team, uh, to what, what's already here. You know, right now, Ethan Morton is, is your backup four player along with Sasha Stefanovic. You know, it, de- it depends. You know, if, if both are in the game, one's, a, one's an offensive four, the other's a defensive four, and, uh, you know, both can handle that position right now. Uh, but it does give Ethan Morton a little, another position that he can play. So if you run across foul trouble in a given game where, Caleb First is in foul trouble, and Mason Gillis is in foul trouble. You can go to Ethan Morton and get some minutes from him at the four position, and not feel like you're going to have a big, big, big drop off. Plus, Ethan can play the perimeter. Um, he can fill in a lot of a lot of spots. Uh, he's just going to be um, looking for minutes anywhere he can get them. Uh, I think he had 16 tonight, 16 minutes tonight. But that's, you know, that that's going to be his role on the team. But, you know, it's going to be an important role because at some point you're going to need I mean, you're going to play, you know, if all things go well for Purdue, you're going to play 35 to 40 games this year. And, you know, you're not going to, you know, you know <laughs> you're going to, you're going to need everybody at some point. And you're going to, you're going to see that, uh, uh, throughout the year, but it was you know, a nice win uh, for Purdue to get a lot of guys playing time. You know, work on some things. There's still some struggles defensively. They gave up 36 points in the paint. Um, you know, some of that is while you're still ahead, but you know there is there's a little bit of reasons to be concerned defensively uh, about this team, but not not to the alarming point yet um, because their offense has been so good. That they've been able to to maybe overshadow that stuff. Now they're going over it. They they see it uh, in practice. They see it in on film. So they're going over it all the time. But you know when they face a team like you know maybe a North Carolina or Villanova or Tennessee that can that can really score that have that have the the players to score, then that's that's really when Purdue's defense is going to be tested. 
Um, you know, do they buckle down and step up and become, you know, the, the defensive teams that, you know, Painters had? Or do they just kind of out, try to outscore people? Um, that's probably not <laughs> the, the, the check of the box that, that the Painter would check, but um, you kind of do what you have to do. Uh, so that, you know, they do need to become a better defensive team. And, yeah, it's kind of hard to say if they've, they've made progress in that, in that area tonight because you just, you know, you're just looking at it, uh, live without going back over any film. Again, they, they allowed too many points in the paint again, 36. That's a, that's a high. Now, now Purdue's getting its share of points in the paint. They're outscoring their opponents in the paint, but, uh, 36 is just, way too much, especially for a team like Indiana State that doesn't have a true big man, doesn't have um, a strong inside presence. So they're getting it off their guards, they're giving, getting it off dribble penetration, uh, they're getting it in a lot of areas other than the traditional way. Purdue gets a lot of its points in the paint through Trayvon Williams and Zach Eady, which, you know, they're, they're centers. Uh, that's where they play. That's where they feast. You know, and Ivy can get to the basket too. So, you know, Purdue has a traditional way of getting its points in the play, paint, most of them at least. But, you know, the first two teams Purdue has played don't, don't do it that way. Uh, Purdue will run into teams that do it the traditional way. Um, but, you know, that's an area that's going to have to buckle down. And that's not just a, a, a post concern. That's a, that's a perimeter defense concern where they're not, um, they're not defending the they're not defending the ball very well to keep it out. So you know, that's something that that does need to get cleaned up. Um, and they've got one more game before the the tournament in Connecticut to to kind of show signs that 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 will get cleaned up. But it's uh, definitely uh, definitely something worth watching. You know, another thing I, I think Purdue should do this year. Um, you know they they should they should be a high highly ranked in free throw attempts. They had 29 the first game, 30 tonight. Um, I see this team getting to the line a lot, and they can pick up a lot of points at the line. Um, you know Purdue's pretty good offensively without going to the line, but you add the free throw element to it, and if they can consistently be good free throw shooters, then that, that's going to add to it because you know if Ivy that can get to the line, you've got some other guys that can put the ball on the floor and get to the line, and then you know Edie and, and Travion can obviously you know they're going to be inside, they're going to get fouled, uh, they're going to have opportunities for free throws. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Purdue's going to have a uh, a lot of trips to the free throw line this year. I, I would think that they will probably lead the Big Ten in free throw attempts. Uh, that would be my guess today. Uh, usually my guesses are wrong, but uh, just kind of something to watch. Uh, another thing to watch, uh, Painter said afterwards that uh, Brian Waddell, uh, a freshman who's redshirting, uh, did suffer a knee injury uh, in practice uh, on Friday. Uh, he's scheduled to get an MRI on Saturday. Uh, so uh, his redshirt year might might be involved some might be involved in some rehab uh so you know hopefully uh know a little bit more on monday about that but 
that's unfortunate uh, to, to happen because that's going to, you know, hamper his development a little bit. Uh, I know that the coaching staff's really high on on him, what he's done in practice, and uh, the kind of player that he can be by the time he gets to uh, his junior and senior year uh, with uh, the foundation that that it's going to go on with him, um, assuming that you know. The, the knee injury isn't isn't serious enough where it's going to require require surgery. But you know, modern medicine's a wonderful thing, and uh, whatever happens, they'll get it get it fixed up, and uh, uh, he'll be back out there at some point. All right, so it's uh, Friday night, so headed home, uh, catch some shut eye, and then off to Columbus, Ohio, for Purdue football. Uh, to have a podcast up right now in case you haven't caught it. Uh, with Nathan Baird, former JNC employee, uh, covers Ohio State football for Cleveland.com, uh, breaking down the Buckeyes and you know some of the issues that they're they're dealing with here over the last few weeks, and just kind of where that where where things stand uh, with Ohio State going into this game, uh, big game for Ohio State. A lot of you know this is kind of like the fourth, fifth straight week where there's been. All the pressures on Purdue's opponent to to win the game. You know, go back to Michigan State, where you know Michigan State needed to win to to stay in the top four of the college football playoff. Nebraska needed to win to you know just to get a win. <laughs> they they just needed to get a win. You know, you go back to Iowa. Um, you know, Wisconsin. Um, they needed a win and they they came in and got it. But you know, Purdue's kind of played the the role of underdog. This will be the fifth straight. Uh, game where they actually have been an underdog in the game, uh, so and they've won three of those games. Uh, but you know, there's really no pressure on Purdue. I mean, winning the Big Ten West is a long shot. I mean, it's it really is. I mean, it's it's a big long shot because, and you're going to know after Saturday whether it's even possible because Purdue has to beat Ohio State, and preferably you would you would want Northwestern to beat Wisconsin. The chances of both of those things happening, what are the odds on that? They're probably pretty pretty high. You know, Purdue's a 21-point underdog, and I believe Northwestern is a 24-and-a-half-point underdog. So for both those thi- both of those things to happen uh, would would take take some doing. Uh, you know, Purdue could tie for the West but not make the Big Ten Championship game because they lose tiebreakers with Wisconsin and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota plays <laughs> Iowa, so um, Iowa could win and kind of knock Minnesota out of it. But this is this is Wisconsin's Big Ten West to win. Uh, they, they've straightened themselves out. Uh, they're playing the best uh, football of, of any Big Ten West team over the last month. Uh, so, you know, it's theirs to win, but if they would stumble and Minnesota stumbles and Purdue can win out, then uh, you know Purdue can 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 uh, get that. But anyway, encourage you to give the the podcast uh, uh, with Nathan Baird a, a listen to get you ready for Saturday, and then obviously uh, after Saturday we'll be back uh, with another uh, Borders Extra podcast, uh, recapping what went on in Columbus, Ohio, at the shoe uh, between uh, Purdue and Ohio State as Purdue looks to take down another top five team uh, in the nation and we'll see if it happens appreciate you stopping by uh, and again questions concerns, comments can you email mcarman at gannett 
com, or you can do the whole DM Twitter thing and go from there. But anyway, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, have a good day, and then we'll we'll be back after the football game on Saturday.